This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. In order to advance racial equity, there is work for white people and people of color to do together and separately. The Project Sanctus Affinity Groups provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and a registration, visit projectsanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Welcome to With Love and Justice for All, the official podcast for Project Sanctus. I'm Reverend Kelly Isola and I am joined by my partner in consciousness, crime, and co-creation, Reverend Ogan Holder. How are you doing, Ogan? Another day in paradise. Like literally for you. Well, I also, if I keep saying it, I might actually begin to believe it. More, <laughs> affirma- sure more affirmation than dec- more affirmation than declaration. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. We're glad everybody else sort of <laughs> interpret that. <laughs> uh, as I said, this is with love and justice for all, where we have conversations around embodied anti-racism dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, especially in the context of um, the challenges that arise for spiritual seekers and around that the topic of spirituality and spiritual practices, not just for individuals, but spiritual communities um, of all kinds. Before we keep moving, we always wanna thank our listeners and our subscribers. We have uh, here in the US, I believe 40 out of 50 states. So we need to find some people in those other 10 and get them listening. Um, we also have wonderful listeners around the world in Barbados and not just you, Ogan. <laughs> well, it's definitely not me. I don't, I don't, I don't really listen to the episodes. I mean, by the time I've been in it and then I edit it, that's the extent of, right. uh, yeah, I, I've I heard enough of me. I've, I've, well, I can never hear enough of me or you, but i but I don't need to listen a third time technically. Yeah. Um, so, well, it's so it's nice not that- me. <laughs> Well, it's nice that others in Barbados are supporting us. There you go. And it's not my mom because she's a naughty use podcast. So oh, okay. So not even your mother. Not I mean, even it's... not even my mom. Exactly. Well, cool. If anything, she watches in real time and then says, I don't understand what y'all were talking about. <laughs> which right. is really like, you know, uplifting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the empowerment, mom. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and not just Barbados, but Ukraine, India, Japan, Ireland, Mexico, of course, Canada, um, France, uh, and there's some others. Um, so we're really grateful for, for people that listen from everywhere. Um, because sometimes things we, oftentimes things we talk about maybe just really pertain to the United States and yet systems of oppression uh, live everywhere. And the idea of fostering liberation is, uh, is for, is global. Yeah, white, 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 white supremacy supporting systems are not just an American phenomenon. Right. If you want to join in the conversation, you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Our handle is at Get Our Holy On, and it is, um, we're recording right now on Tuesday afternoon, January 31st, on Facebook Live, so you can catch the, uh, catch our video there live, like right now, or go back and watch and listen. You can call us to leave a message. Our number is 413-438-4659, or if you have letters on your phone, like most people, it's 413-GET-HOLY. Uh, on today's episode, we've called our title today. Okay, so ready? People, you know, be ready, take a breath. No self-hate like Christian self-love. Mm. That's it there for a second. And we are going to unpack that a little bit. Um, we don't want to offend everybody. But before we do that, you have some things for us, Ogan? Uh, yes. Um, our 846 book club has a couple of sessions left. Um, and most um, excitedly is on the last session, February 7th, the author of the book, Carrie Kelly. Um, uh, she's the author, she's an organizer, an activist, a wellness disruptor, founder of Citizen Well um, organization, uh, Carrie Kelly. She will be with us at the book club. So this is your opportunity to ask her questions directly, hear from her directly. I'm very excited about so that's February 7th, 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Zoom. And yes, you have to register to attend. Yes, the registration is free and you can go to projectsanctus.com, click on the 846 book club tab and you can, you can register for that. Can you attend if you hadn't read the book? Yes, you can. Can you attend if you've never been to one of the previous gatherings? Yes, you can. So please uh, take the opportunity that 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 we're providing to have direct one-on-one interaction with this author of this powerful book that is really help, uh, helping us to understand how even something as so, um, you know, um, on the surface, um, doing good work the wellness industry is really also propping up systems of oppression um and it's time for us to reimagine uh, a new way and she talks about that in the book it's a it's a powerful work um so that's american detox with author carrie kelly um please join us um if you haven't yet or even if you've been part of it february 7th um she'll be there with us um, and also um, do the work, um, that wonderful anti-racist activity workbook. We did this before. We had a great time. We're doing it again. So even if you've done it before or this is the first time you're getting to look at it, please join us. It is it is perhaps the best answer I've found for the people who are like, what do we do about racism? What can I do? You know, that that question. Um, the answer is, is to do the work. But. Um, the work is not a quick fix. The work is not, I do one yeah. or two things and I've done my part. The work is this ongoing, ongoing practice of, of 
in self-inquiry of deconstruction, decolonization of, and then actually in the real world stuff as well. And, and a lot of that is around education and um, coming to face to face with some uncomfortable truths so that we can build better ones. Um, so for example, if you'd been in part of do the work, um, you know, when, when the news of Tyree Nichols uh, uh, murder in Memphis happened at the hands of five black policemen, you wouldn't have been confused and go, wait, he got killed by black cops. I thought this was a racist. I thought, I thought cop killing things was a racist thing. I thought it was white cops who killed black people. I'm all confused how black cops can be killing black people. So if you were part of do the work or spent, you know, Part of our uh, when we did my grandmother's hands or any of the other numerous mm. books that we did, you would have re- you would not have been surprised by this because you would realize that the system of policing is inherently discriminatory. It's inherently built on on uh, racist practices, and it doesn't matter the race or ethnicity of the police officers. Um, it is the it is the system. That system, which, by yeah. the way, Shadow to Barbados was originally built on Barbados slave codes by the British. So, you know, there's, you know, yay Barbados. Um, so, 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 <laughs> or, uh, not. <laughs> or, or not, or not, or not, you know, our, our imprint is everywhere, right? Yes. The world's best rum, the world's best sugar, the world's best systemic oppression. I don't know. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, so. So the the things we learn in this work in this workbook um, really help us and equip us with with all the dismantling work that we need to do. So sign up for those. It's February eleventh, eighteenth, twenty fifth, three Saturdays, ten to one thirty p.m. You can also um, find the information around and the registration around that at projectsanctus.com. So we those are the those are the two big things we got coming up that we hope you join us for. You know, the thing that the thing in the do the work workbook too around um, police and police departments and police forces, there's all there's a section in there about it and um, uh, also helping to to explain or deconstruct or reword, you know, when people hear defund the police, they think it means make them go away. And that's not what defund the police means. It means you know, change where the resources are going and, and, you know, just change the system of policing and, and who do you call for what? Um, And there's a, there's a, there's a really good section in the book that addressing that, um, which I really, you know, and what to do. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And, and actually what you do, should you be in a position where you were witnessing uh, such a, such a horrific um atrocity like like what happened to Tyree so 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 yeah so if you if you really like to say if you really want the answer to the question what do I do I feel some people just throw out that question as like a like a you know uh, like a piecemeal sort of like yeah I'm interested what do I do like 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 it's your responsibility to tell me and if you're not telling me therefore like you know it's not nothing I can do it's about a, that but. it's a white pattern it's, it's a, a pattern pattern. Yes. And what I mean by that is that it's another way, you know, how we've talked before, white, you know, uh, white privilege, white supremacy is a virus and it mm-hmm. mutates and shows up. So one of the ways that it has mutated, one of the ways it shows up more and more is 
that helplessness, powerlessness, mm, yes, yes, overwhelm. Yeah. So when someone, well, what do I do? I don't yeah. know what to do. It's a way, what the pattern is, is it's a way to distance yourself. Yes. I don't know what to do. So I, I distance myself from the suffering so then I don't have to be responsible. And, and to be clear, if you legitimately don't know, I ain't mad at you. But if you legitimately also don't make the effort to find out, right. then I'm well, mad at you. Yeah. And I don't think, I think largely when, when someone says, well, I don't know what to do or what should I do? I, I do believe there's, you know, that for the most part, people have a good heart, but it, that's just intention again. You know, yeah. the impact of doing that is if you're someone who says, well, I don't know what to do. It seems so big. It's overwhelming. Got it. Absolutely. And yeah. in, take an inquiry, a self-inquiry of, okay, I'm. this is a pattern. It's called yeah, a pattern, exactly. right? And I'm distancing myself. So I need to unhook and re-engage. So ask. <laughs> And and the one more, uh, the one final invitation that uh, we have for you, this is on an ongoing event that we have is our, um, our uh, affinity group. So every first and third Wednesday um, on Zoom, we we come together for discussion space. And it may be it may be stuff that's um, going on in, in our culture or in the news, or it may be um, you know, things that we bring to discuss, um, but it's, it's, it's that, it's that space to ask questions, to vent frustrations. Um, and again, every first and third Wednesday. So we're recording this on the 31st. That means you might listen to this podcast before Wednesday night. Um, and it is at 7 30 PM Eastern time. Um, so if, if, for example, uh, yet again, um, you, you, you saw the video or read a about more details about what happened to Tyree Nichols. And you're in that place of, of numbness. You're in that place of anger, frustration, of questioning, of helplessness. And you need a space just to air that. That's what our affinity groups are for. Um, and, and we welcome you. So head over to, again, ProjectSanctus.com and, and, and sign up. Uh, there's, no, there's no cost to attend. Um, and, and part of the registering and the signing up is, is helping to, to keep it a safe space uh, for folks. Um, as well. So by all means, we hope you can join us on that. Um, um, and if nobody wants to talk about that on Wednesday night, they may definitely want to talk about today's topic. There is no self-hate <laughs> like Christian self-love. Yeah. Woo! I said that to someone about half an hour ago or maybe an hour ago. And, you know, the look on his face was like, um, what? Coming in, you, com- coming in light, coming in light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. No mercy. Um, exactly. So talk, talk, talk to us about about how you heard this statement because you're the one who told yeah. me about it as well, and and all that all that good stuff before we break it down. I heard it. Uh, it was a week ago. Uh, I was listening to to a Facebook Live event, and um, the person that was talking. Um, so there was a few people that were leading it, but the one who said this was a gentleman. His name is Dante Stewart. And he, you can Google his name. He, um, he's, uh, he has a book that came out last year. He's a religious leader and uh, comes from very uh, traditional uh, Christian background, meaning, and I don't want to, I should, I should have pulled, pulled up uh, so I don't misspeak um, his, his website, but I don't, uh, I don't remember, I think it was evangelical, um, 
so what so what we were talking about or what he what the three of them were talking about and what he was putting forward was was the idea of you know we have wandered into this territory of self-love and um and because of the nature of this this program it's there's the the religious you know spirituality the faith element of it and and he said that there's no self-hate like christian self-love and if everybody had been in a room when he said it, it's one of those where, you know, online or in person, you can hear the crickets. Like everybody just went, okay, wait, what? Like, and so then, you know, we got to unpack it a little bit more and where he was going with it and where, you know, the conversation continued to lead was that, that very traditional Christian um, teachings, uh, you know, all the way back to Augustine, was about um, really that uh, I'm not good enough, that that I'm always seeking perfection, that I'm always seeking forgiveness, that I'm always repenting, that I'm always, which really is about as far away from self-love as you can get. Um, and and what's happened over time is this, what do you refer to as self-hate? Like, I'm never going to measure up. I'm never good enough. In fact, uh, you know, even flogging myself for for not being a good Christian, for stepping out of line, for breaking this rule, break, you know, and it becomes this, you know, self-shaming, the self-hate, the self-degradation, um, particularly around the body, which which I know we're going to get to in a minute. Um, so that's where that title came from. There's no uh, self-hate like Christian self-love. It's not that every Christian right, or every flavor of Christianity. However, I have a caveat around that, is that even with the idea of self-love, um, even within new thought circles, self-love has become uh, something that is, um, is so individually focused and still wanting you know shooting for some pattern of perfection you know or i have to love me first before i can love you um you know as though it's an either or thing and and really over time has disconnected us from collective care um, mm, yeah. right and um and forgetting that um you know it just self-love is has become part of this, you know, we were talking about American detox and the myth of wellness. Uh, so self-love is part of that myth of wellness and certainly within, you know, new thought circles, but in, in Christianity that there's this, this, you know, something that you will never reach, but you still are supposed to keep trying to get there to this perfect thing. Um, it's not that, you know, and this just, you know, inherently like born with original sin. Right. Like you never get over that one. So if and, I'm born with original and, sin, why do I keep trying? Yeah, seriously. Um, and and to be clear, to, not to jump all the way ahead, but to be clear, we're not telling you not to love yourselves. That's not what we're that's not what we're saying. We're saying. How is the message of loving yourself been delivered to you? How have you received it? How is it? kept you more isolated than connected to others how have you been using it you know as kelly's been saying to build yourself up rather tear yourself down um so so by all means we want you to love yourself 
We just want you to be mindful about how you're doing it um, and, and, and deconstruct that, that, that message uh, uh, around self-love. Yeah. Right. It's this, this um, you know, it's an, for me, it's an impossible ideal. There's some, some magical measuring stick um, and, and it becomes over time, this, you know, perfection thing, even in, even in our spiritual language, you know, there's this perfect pattern of the Christ to embody and engage. And um, I get lost the minute I hear the word perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we are, we, we are, we are, we are supposed to aspire to be Christ-like. And, and that's, and that's a common thread that, that runs the gamut I think of all facets of Christianity, whether it's like the evangelical aspect or, yeah, or, or new thought aspect, because, you know, Christ, uh, Jesus is the, is our way shower. So, so the expectation is, yes, we, we learn, follow and live his teachings. And to what extent do we hold ourselves also to the perfection standard as conveniently forgetting that Jesus himself was not perfect. I know heresy, heresy, but um, <laughs> you know, he kind of he he kind of wasn't. And we 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 have examples like we conveniently forget around his anger and his violence. And I swear to God, when he cursed that fig tree, the man was just plain old hangry in a moment right, and right, right. and just lost them. I mean, what other reason of randomly to, to curse a fig tree, right? It hasn't done anything to you. Um so so yeah i think that uh I, I think i think in our in in our rush to deify jesus we dehumanize him um at the at the same time and we ought not to do that well i i i was also thinking as you were talking about this idea of you know and we've talked about it before of perfection and perfectionism and the the sickness of perfectionism mm-hmm. that um that it's it it's also very subtle we you know because i can i can already hear people kind of um um well i'm not a perfectionist i don't think that way or i don't believe that you know you need to be perfect to be loved and worthy and yet at the same time i think what what gets lost is that um how unconsciously we seek validation how Mm -hmm. unconsciously we seek affirmation um, and that's just the toxic world we're born into and we're socialized by. And think about, you know, disappointing someone, right? Um, and the, the how many times have I said yes to something and then I needed to say, you know what, I can't do that. But we don't. We just go through with our yes because we're obligated. Right. Right. And obligation is another form of seeking outward validation or affirmation or if i don't follow through then you're not going to love me right um and uh and and we do a lot of that that really subtle um or sometimes not so subtle but that sort of unconscious unexamined ways of being that are really dehumanizing and self-denigrating and not um in any way shape or form loving 
um, Carrie Kelly says in her book, um, the, the one you were talking about, and she's going to be with us next Tuesday night, is the, uh, in, that self-love is standing up for yourself and your choices in the face of making people uncomfortable, disappointing others, and countering culture. And I just thought that was, you know, one of a few different brilliant ways to say to define self-love. Like, read, read it again. Read it again. That was it. Yeah. That self-love is standing up for yourself and your choices. So taking a stand mm -hmm. on, on, um, in the face of making people uncomfortable, disappointing others, and countering culture. Mm. And it's that second part of um, disappointing people. Someone's going to be uncomfortable. Someone's going to get annoyed, you know, inconvenienced. You know, it's going counter to what culture says. Yeah, um, which you know pushes us which to strive is, right, for because, some bizarre because, perfectionism, and well, that's the opposite of fitting in, right? That's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so I, but I don't think what I like about that is that self love is taking that stand for me, um, and make it, and it's the likelihood of you being uncomfortable could be pretty high, and I do it anyway. Yeah, because because it's tied to this, not because I want to. I was going to say not because I want to piss you off, although sometimes I do. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's just dang fun. <laughs> um, but making someone uncomfortable, if I'm not making you uncomfortable, if you are uncomfortable by me taking a stand, then then, you know, we have something to talk about. You have something you want to know what you want to ask. Right. Well, what can I do? Go deal with your discomfort, sit with it, be with it. Um, that's what you do. And so by doing that, it then, this is the, the, the clincher for me, self-love is not just about me. It's a collective caring as well. Because if I don't do that, if I don't take that stand, if I don't risk you being uncomfortable and disappointed, and even risk you saying, you know what, I don't love you anymore. Okay, then how am I showing up in the collective? Right. I'm, if I don't do those things, I'm showing up inauthentically. Yes. So self-love has to be showing up in as my imperfect self, right? Messy and in all, you know, warts and all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, in order so that I remember who I am and what I am, as well as who I am with you and how and I'm being with one another. And that's and and that brings us to that to really a lot of the self hate part of the Christian self love because a lot of Christian self love really ends up being about repression, yes, versus permission. It yeah. ends up to be you know um, I, I I wrote about this in a blog recently the idea that like from the beginning I the the, the message that I received was that. My body, for example, was not mm. mine. My body right. was a temple for Christ, you know. Yeah. Um, and and it was about it was about taking care of the temple for sure, but not for me. It was about it was about you know God is going to inhabit me, and therefore the temple, the physical body, needed to needed to be in a good space for the habitation. And it was about not 
trust in my body, my intuition, myself. It was about, I always need to defer to God. I always needed to defer. So for example, I'm not making a decision about anything until I pray about it. So I need to go pray and get guidance from God because my human guidance can't be trusted. Because... Um, because it's it's tainted, right? I was born in original, well, original sin. sin. Yeah. Right. So it's it tainted. And I can't trust the desires of my body because that's gonna lead me down the road of of in sin and iniquity. That's right. right. So 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 Christian self-love was letting God love me in order to save me from myself, which meant basically turning over any agency and autonomy. To, oh my to, God! To God, <laughs> that right? whole circular reasoning thing, <laughs> right? So, so what? What greater measure of hating yourself than to turn <sighs> over all your agency and autonomy to someone else, or in this case, something else that yeah. you know ain't really real? I mean, it'll just the say puppet like, master. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so, and and to deconstruct that is is i mean that takes a while so as far as i've come as far as I've, I've come in terms of religion right like i wouldn't even say i've come full i haven't come full circuit in, in religion i've like fallen off the shape map in terms of my whole journey um you know and so so there's that in terms of where i've come around uh sex and sexuality and relationships and all that like that whole journey is part is part and parcel of there, there needed to be a lot of deconstruction for me to get to this place and this place is continuing the deconstruction um as as well because even even to this day as as someone who and i wrote about this too how how being in in the kink space engaging in, in kink activities has really challenged the deepest parts of that christian programming um, that 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 I was indoctrinated with, because you know the deep programming of sexual pleasure only to be experienced in the very narrow confines of marriage. Oh, by the way, that marriage has to be a heteronormative marriage. Uh, let's not well, forget I'm, that. <laughs> and I'm not even, and even yes, what you just said, and I don't even know in marriage. Like it's just I don't even know that you're allowed to enjoy. Have pleasure well, in your marriage. It it it, de it depends on what strain of Christianity you grew up in. Because the Christianity that yeah. I grew up in, there was there was the plug of yes, sex is a pleasurable experience, but only in this context. So that if you're is. having if you're having sex outside of marriage, that's wrong. And the pleasure doesn't matter. The pleasure doesn't glorify God when it's outside of marriage. When it's in when it's in the in the context of marriage, God is pleased by your pleasure, you know. So I always I like to wow. say I like to say so a Christian marriage is a basically the unification of of a man, a woman, and God. And I'm like, that's a threesome. Last time I checked, and a throuple. It's a throuple, and again, <laughs> could be very pleasurable, <laughs> depending on all who's involved. But if one of those parties involved is like this judgmental. Yeah, sort of, sort of being that tells you you don't have the autonomy, and then this pleasure really isn't yours; it's it's his. Like that, like that, that runs really, really, <laughs> really deep, and it is a lot of work 
to, to yeah. unpack that. And there's a lot of shame associated yes. uh, with that as well. I mean, just just shame of, you know, talk about self-love, self-pleasure, just a shame around things like masturbation. It's like that takes a lot to unpack. And it never, ever, I shouldn't say never, ever. Um, it is, I don't know that it ever entirely goes away. I'll speak for myself. It hasn't yet entirely gone away. And yeah. it ain't been for lack of practicing and trying. It's just, <laughs> it's just that it's so embedded when you've spent your whole life being being told that this body is not yours yeah then to try and 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 reacquaint yourself with it and re-inhabit it and learn to listen to it and to trust it it's it's yes. it's a, it's to a trust journey. the body trust is it. a huge deal uh, yeah is a huge deal it's uh it's probably one of the um in terms of self-love it's probably one of the the biggest casualties is yeah. uh, in not understanding self-love is to not um, allow the body to <clears throat> um, to lead the way, so to speak. Right, because because that's that's I mean that is the whole point of embodied practices to to be so yeah. in tune with your body. It lets you know when you know when when you're uncomfortable it lets you know when you are in a safe space it lets you know when yes. something's in alignment with who you are or when you're out of alignment like like the body the body is the body is your it's like your compass it's like your launching pad it's like your landing pad it, it's it's really everything it 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 proceeds it proceeds like formal cognitive thought right um, yes you know yeah <laughs> and, and it does because it's uh it's the you know more uh it's not the outer our our you know newest part of our brain the neocortex it's deeper than that so much so much deeper and and much of it is, a, it is autonomous as well but 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 we are in a culture that is increasingly um divorcing us from our body and also ironically telling us here's here's the body standard you need to aspire to um and yeah so, you know, and, and to, to come back to the book, American Detox, it does, a, uh, uh, the author, Carrie Kelly, does a really good job of spelling out, spelling out the paradox of, of how the wellness industry tells us to love ourselves by doing these things, but, but you're only doing these things right if you look a certain way by right. the time you're done doing these things. Yes, if you, uh, you know, do it perfectly or right. achieve exactly. some, some, you know, some shape of your body or a particular weight or, um, yeah. you know, or if you and being able to, uh, um, you know, look yourself in the mirror and, and, oh, look, I've achieved, you know, X, Y, Z. I said to, I, I texted a friend last week, I may have already told you this, that um, who was feeling, she was feeling kind of down about, you know, she put some weight on and kind of, you know, we both, when we have days about our weight and we're kind of shame spiraling and, you know, my, on my worst days, what I'll say is, you know, I need my own zip code. And so I had, I know, I, I, hey, I said it was on my worst day. Um, anyway, I said to her, um, I said, you know what, you want to feel better? Watch a Lizzo concert. Seriously. Really? I mean, I, I watch a Lizzo concert um, and uh, I just, I watch her and I'm like, 
I don't need my own zip code. She's awesome. She's, you know, she's a yeah. multiple inches taller than me, but she's not a small woman. And she just, you know, she just goes at it. There's clearly uh, self-love going Absolutely. on. She's bringing all of herself to the table and and wear some bizarre costumes that I'm like, wow, I, I realize when I'm watching, that's how I can find my uh, where my shame still is or my uh -huh. unworthiness is to watch something like that. And and not just watch, but see what she's wearing and go, I don't know if I'd be showing that much skin. <laughs> kind of yes. thing. Um, but it it's um we've been taught, you know, that the self-hate, self-love is so connected to the body. Um, you know, go back, as I said at the beginning, you going back to Augustine and you know, the Puritans and you know, the body was pleasure of the body was a sin, and um, you know, only and and sex has to look a particular way and um and 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 I and then I found new thought. And I thought, oh, well, here's a here's an organization that, you know, is self affirm, you know, affirming yourself and, you know, your thoughts and your beliefs and your feelings create your world. And it was one of those <laughs> giant, giant paradox, walk in the place and like have a sense of being home, you know, with with people that that are, you know, moving through life the same way I am and looking for some spiritual practices to to keep growing and and to have some measure of self-acceptance and worthiness. And then finding out if I stick around long enough, all of a sudden I'm like being introduced to classes and teachings that are great. Just how you are is great. Now let's go transform. Yeah. You know, here's the things you need to do. And then I discovered all of this teaching that, that really was privileging the mind, um, the mind over the body. Um, and uh, in fact, Charles Fillmore, uh, said, you know, 100 years ago, years ago, that um, um, man has his positive and negative poles, the mind being positive and the body the negative. Mm. I'm like, uh, okay, that doesn't mm. get any, that's not very fuzzy. Um, but there's even this, even this renunciation of the senses, right? Using in, you know, you hear the term sense consciousness, which is, is not a good thing um right. like that's your physical senses so so needing to re renounce habits that are around you know eating meat or smoking or certainly sex particular ways of dancing um anything that pleasure is that's pleasurable right yeah. viscerally pleasurable um and puts sense the senses or sense consciousness above spiritual and it has to be the other way spiritual consciousness is way to go so that translates to me as like a self-hate thing at the very at the very least at the very least well it is i don't see it at the very least because it's basically inviting us to reject parts parts of ourselves yeah and anytime we're rejecting part of ourselves it's yeah it is it is self-hate it doesn't it doesn't mean to be clear for my own clarity i guess it doesn't mean that we don't again um take care of the parts of us that might need taken care of it doesn't mean like for example i have a high diagnosis of high blood pressure so yeah it doesn't mean that i don't do more exercise and um you know drink less alcohol and all those 
and all those things. But it's coming from a place of how do I, how do I, how do I get full alignment of all myself in the healthiest, most whole way for myself, as opposed to saying like, again, my body can't be trusted or my mind needs to be trusted more than my body. Um, how do we, how do we do the both and with our mind and our body, right? As, yeah. opposed to, as opposed to just the either or, and there is a strong, there is a strong either or, either or message in new thought and you know and to and to some extent there is the rejection of the mind also right it's about it's about trust in spirit um right as we yeah. hear rejecting you know, intellect exactly so so there's rejection of that too the only thing that can that can really be be trusted is is spirit which is you know not euphemism for god so the message hasn't really changed no uh in 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 a, in a sense uh you know we we may not think of god as you know the anthropomorphized old man on the throne but again it's still there's still the the very sense that it is something separate from us because no time have i heard or admittedly really preached that message of trust spirit and spirit was me. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. No, we're not. I don't think we are taught to, to trust ourselves, to trust our senses, to trust our intuition. Yeah. Uh, it's and okay even, to... and, and even though, sorry, and even though, and even though we still, we, the message of the, the divine is in us, right? Like it's it still comes across and it is not the entirety of us. It is still separate from parts of us. Like yeah. we don't talk about our body being the divine. Right. You know. No, which the which is really uh, quite um <clears throat> paradoxical, ironic, I don't know, pick a word, because <clears throat> unity and um you know, and I think most new thought flavors are founded on healing like started with physical healing. Yeah, yes. It also makes a case for communion, right? This is my body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it 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 de, uh, you know, for better or for worse. I mean, the theology is a bit yeah, you know, icky fuzzy at best, but but <laughs> right. but at least it defies a physical form. Granted it's Jesus's physical form, but it still sends sort of the message that that the body, the body and blood is is a holy thing. Um and we just need to translate that to ourselves as as well. So so yeah. Well, and I would even say I would then go the next step. You know, not just um, you know our own understanding, but really, you know, I'm on this kick of collective care mm -hmm. um, because it because I think that's part of the toxicity of self love, like staying self focused, and I have to love me before I can love you. It's not an either or. Um, you know, it's, and just me learning self-love. I, I don't know how to learn self-love without being with others. Yeah, it is through, it is through love and others. I get to know and love myself. Yeah, it's, it's both. And, you know, un, really understanding what self-love is uh, and that it's, um, uh, she says, uh, Carrie Kelly says in the book, self-love is how we call our power back. And mm -hmm. remember who we are and who we are to one another. Right. Um, that, you know, and we, we, you know, certainly we teach a new thought about, you know, we were born whole. Um, it just, 
kind of the teaching gets a little, uh, you know, we're, we are, love is who we've always been. It's nothing I need to get to. Right. Um, it's more of embodying what is already present, right? And going beyond someone's idea of perfect or normal or deserving, right? Love just is. Um, uh, I don't know um, if listeners are familiar with Bio Komalafe, um, but he's a um, he's known globally. He's certainly a, uh, a radical transformer. He's a psychologist. He's a um, a community builder. He's a, a hospice modernity, you know, gentleman. Um, but he but he said I came across this quote the other day about love. He says, "You may have heard it said that love is a bridge." that connects all things. But such a perspective still leaves the world split between two matters, things and bridges, bodies and connections. If love were in fact a bridge, it is a bridge that cuts deep and pushes so far into the flesh of the thing it seeks to connect to another it seeks to connect to another thing that it becomes indistinguishable from the body. Um, and so it's just I just thought Okay, so one of the things about bio is that he's so brilliant, you have to read his stuff like five times to, you know, to, to okay, what is it you're saying and kind of take it in. But it's, he's, it sounds gruesome and painful. Yes, it well, it, it is. Which it, well, which it is. Which it is. Who's yeah. not? Who's never been hurt by love, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing is that you know, well, love never hurts. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I don't. I used to think that way, but I don't anymore. Yeah. Um, I think when there's hurt, it means that love was present. Yes. Is or oh, was, yes. right? Exactly. Yes. Um, and I'm not talking about even romantic, you know, ooey gooey kind of love. I just mean the power of love. Um, so he, um, so I just found it fascinating, though, that um, if love is a bridge, then what we're saying is that there's, it's separate. Um, he, he says, he goes on to say, I think love is not a bridge at all. I think love is a hyphen, an umbilical cord. Um, and that, uh, you know, it's, it's with a bridge, you, you're kind of crossing over, right? If you imagine the image of a bridge, and that means at some point I could stop, you know, and go back. Whereas if, you, if we were to embody the idea of love, that it, it is already, you know, and radical self-love is already here, this who we are, um, I think, you know, getting rid of some of our metaphors, I think, is a good place to start, which keeps us from, you know, moving into that perfection thing, which moving into, you know, if it's this bridge, do I ever actually get across the bridge? Yeah. And the bridge winds up being something that separates. Um, so I, I like the, uh, I like his thing of a hyphen. Right or the umbilical cord. I'm still stuck on the cut, Steve, and pushes into my flesh. That's my. Well, it does. I know. Just, I'm like, oh, that's vivid. That's graphic. That's like you know gruesome. That's like, ugh. Well, yeah. it's uh, yes, it is, and I I think and it's truth. an image that it is true. Yeah, that 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 we need to be pushed because uh, we self love has been relegated to this only feel good thing yes. and and yes. forgive yourself and you know um yeah 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 the feel the feel goodness nature of the of the message of love is 
it's such a i mean it's 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 used so much as a bypass it is it is so inauthentic and it and it keeps us away from actually experiencing love because yeah, yeah love, love is messy well, and, it, and it hurts sometimes it is and i i think the uh you know and while it's you know certainly messy the idea of it pushing so far into the flesh you know idea but that for me it's pointing to that we're never fully done like i'm never mm, fully yeah. baked yeah so self-love is is the ongoing journey there's no destination yes it's just it's yeah. recognizing standing up for for me you know seeing where you know i am um you know, dogging on myself, where I'm shaming myself, where I'm having sense of inadequacy and unworthiness. Uh, you know, those moments where I'm like, I gotta go watch Lizzo because I can tell yeah. I'm not, you know, feeling whole. And it's the um, it's the beauty of embodied practices because it gets us yes. into that habit of of tuning into the body and listening to the body and and respecting the body and and loving the body um, and trusting the body. Those are yeah. those are things we're not used to. It's a great great time to plug to plug our embodied meditations on yes. uh, uh, on Thursday uh, mornings. With Thursday mornings, we do it live on Facebook. We do these embodied meditations. Um, I say we Kelly means embodied meditations Thursday mornings live on Facebook at is it 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time? Yes, yeah. ten a.m. Eastern time. And you can always watch them later on Facebook and they are on the Insight Timer meditation app as well. So if you have that app on your phone, as most meditators I know do, you can you can find those there. Either search for Project Sanctus or search for um, Walk in Each Other Home. Um, we, we have them there as well. And and they're they're really just nice opportunities to remember literally rejoin yourself yeah. uh to to your body and and yeah. and 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 let your body be uh the first response the first the the first cause of things not not the intellect because for me the intellect as i'm learning tends to go to fear and self-preservation as its default yes, yes. right yes it does um so so yeah and 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 yeah. and, and and for me the the work to change my mind from doing that was proven uh fruitless but but then to to re-engage with my body that's that was the path uh yes and continues yeah. to be the path um for me so yeah that's thinking well, it more tells feeling. Us, yeah the embodied practice is is to reconnect because whatever whatever's alive for me, whether it's really comfortable or joy-filled or super uncomfortable and painful, it lives in the body somewhere. Yeah. And when I can connect to that, you know, then I, then I can know that, um, you know, when I have the thought, oh, I need to go watch a Lizzo concert, I know that my body before that was uncomfortable somewhere. And, and usually it's my chest and I just sort of collapse in on myself try to make myself smaller, which is kind of a weird joke in a way, um, but make myself smaller so that maybe I won't be seen and then I won't be shamed and I won't be judged and blah, blah, blah. And so that's already alive in my body. So when I'm, when I've learned to, you know, these embodied practices to listen to the body, 
when I notice, oh, there's there's my chest, you know, moving. I can feel that discomfort in my body before I've even, you know, connected to, okay, what's going on? Um, and it's a, a, it it will lead you home. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Mm. That feels like a good place to wrap up right there. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening, for joining us. Uh, we really do invite you to really get fully in touch with with your body and in so doing really engage in in healthy self-love practices um free of free of shame free of obligation just liberation um yes. in that way yeah that's some self-love self-love liberation i like it all right uh spread the word about us um with love and justice for all tell your friends um subscribe to the podcast and all the podcast platforms uh give us ratings all the stars the thumbs the hearts whatever they ask to rate us and also if your friend doesn't know how to do a podcast you can listen on the og interwebs at with love and justice for all podbean.com visit projectsanctus.com for all the invitations that we have created for you and to leave a donation to keep this train running and once again we hope to see you on the evening of february 7th um, for the final night of our study of american detox um the myth of wellness and how we can truly heal and the author carrie kelly will be scheduled to join us so we'll see you then and until we meet again let's get our holy on